0: It was a cold, wet evening. Toowoomba at its worst. Not the best night for an outside concert. Being a country town in the 80s, life in Toowoomba was not exactly living in the fast lane. So when an artist of choice came to a local venue, you bought your ticket and went, no matter what the weather which was why my husband and I were standing, not even sitting, in the pouring rain at the sports ground, just outside of the city. The attraction was Jane Rutter, the hip young violinist. The warm-up act was a small ensemble from our local jazz club and our main reason for being there. We were not only jazz enthusiasts, but life members of the club, and supported their outside gigs whenever possible. However, after playing for less than 30 minutes, they declared it an interval, especially as the rain was now a major hindrance to their instruments. Word was going around that Jane Rutter was in the green room, understandably sick with depression. Some even hinted she was desolately imbibing of the amber fluid, and the organisers were seriously thinking to cancel the remainder of the show. The problem was how to compensate the vast number of ticket holders. We were drenched through and just about ready to give the whole evening away, with or without a refund, when we met Joyce. Now, how to describe her? She was a fair bit older than us, but had not allowed the years to tell their tale. Her hair was the colour of marigolds, set primly in a French pleat, her figure slim and trim in a bright green pantsuit and she was wearing a smile as big as Texas. Joyce was a Canadian new chum. That is, she had just come to live in Australia, and she was a jazz lover. We had met her briefly at the last regular club night and delighted at her bright personality. Recently retired from a career in marketing, she had only been in the country for a few weeks, so this was her first real outing. And what a night to pick! Like us, she was surrounded by mud. Bad enough for us. But Joyce had polio and depended on ambulation by dragging herself along with two walking sticks, which were stuck in the mud. Yet the smile was still there as she greeted us warmly with the inevitable. Hiya, how ya going? We managed to get her and us to a semi-protected area with seating and joked and commiserated with each other, then took bets as to whether the star performer, Jane Rutter, would finally appear. She did, but only lasted for 20 minutes before she fell off the stage, for whatever reason. It was the final straw to a ridiculous evening, and on Joyce's invitation, we first helped her to her car, then followed her to her small unit in the centre of town. Then we discovered our other shared passion for red wine. For the next 20 years, we were privileged to enjoy this lady's company every few weeks, either at the jazz club, concerts or parties at our home. She was brave and she was fun. However, as the years passed, we saw a marked decline in her health and her ambulatory ability. Within a few years, she was totally confined to a wheelchair this only slowed her down, but had not bowled her out. In fact, there was one night when Joyce and I decided on a girl's night out, when the wheelchair figured high in the activities of the evening. Joyce had been delighted to see that the famed transgender entertainer Carlotta was coming to town with her lay girls. She had a lavish stage show with full entourage and was performing in a newly built cabaret club called Rumors. I had never been inside this glam two-level establishment, so was curious. From the outside, it was quite an impressive building, and the moment we got inside that evening, it was even more impressive. The reason for this was the most imposing staircase that would have put Gone with the Wind's Tara Homestead to shame it swept in a wide arc up to the top floor which was the main entertainment area complete with stage two bars and seating for near on a thousand people all this was apparent to me as i whisked up the stairs for a quick look leaving joyce in the vestibule below Now, this was before the days of the Anti-Discrimination Acts, and it never occurred to architects to consider how disabled people could access the theatre. No lifts or elevators for the public in those days. I was in a quandary. Although we had arrived early, a few people were already coming through the main entrance, showing excitement at the pretension of the architecture, and the expectation of the evening ahead, so movement was becoming even more restricted. My only hope was to find an attendant or usher and implore use of a service lift, but none were to be found. I quickly returned downstairs with this glum news, but undaunted as usual, Joyce was pretty game at taking the stairs. Shoot! I'll just go up on my butt, one step at a time if I have to. Indeed, it was with this in mind that she was in the process of staggering out of her chair when two gorgeous, elegant young women in tight sateen showgirl costumes and high heels came gracefully down the stairs and in one fluid motion hoisted Joyce in the wheelchair, shoulder high, and proceeded the ascent up the full flight with hardly a tremor. For a moment, Joyce froze as if a statue and went quiet, as did the entire throng in the downstairs foyer as they followed behind in awed procession, especially the big, burly, red-necked men who had accompanied their girlfriends and wives merely to heckle. When we arrived at the top of the stairs, Joyce was carefully and rhythmically downloaded with a kiss on each cheek and a manly There you go, lovey. Enjoy the show. as her two saviours sashayed away towards backstage. Needless to say, the show was lavish and brilliant. Carlotta's girls were gorgeous and costumes outstanding. The dancing impeccable, the jokes funny, and only a little risque. The women in the crowd loved every minute of it, and the men, reluctantly, admitted to being impressed. And Joyce, she clapped and hollered delirious with happiness, especially when blown a special kiss from her two wheelchair attendants at the finale. Joyce passed on a few years ago, and I too am beginning to find ambulation a little slow. But whenever confronted with the daunting sight of a long flight of steps to conquer at railway stations and the like, I hear that Canadian voice in my head, Shoot! a girl! You can do it! And I do. You have been listening to Joyce from our Life in the Slow Lane series, written and read by Brianda Cross. May we also bring your attention to our magazine podcast at briandafrombrisbane.com Why not scan the episodes and try one that appeals? Thank you.